0: recording tonight. Podcast is recording. What's up, all? Hey, welcome aboard to the never-ending shit show. Uh, I don't know what the hell to call it. Hey, it's Big John, it's America, or it's Panic Attack Time. I changed the name of my podcast too often to... I still want to say Americana the American way. But that was a little confusing to people. Nobody knows what that is anymore. I'm not going to explain it right now either. So follow me on Getter and Twitter at real underscore Big John. Do the like, the shares, the subscribe, comment, all that stuff. I have to tell you at the beginning of a podcast... Uh, I guess I think it's a law or something Let's see if I can shed some more light on things here Get a little spotlight action going maybe Does that help? That doesn't help Just gives me an eerie weird light. All right, doesn't matter. It's a dark cigar smoke filled back room I'm sitting in at my house or otherwise known as the living room looks like the federales, the Fed, the DOJ, the FBI, the G-men, the C-men, the revenueers too, are going Republican hunting right now before the mid- mid-term elections. Viva Fry pointed this out, uh, that the deplatforming is starting. Uh, there's a possibility James O'Keefe is in trouble. For some reason, uh, and this is going to be two years of hell, people, but Nikki Haley's tax returns were leaked. She's a Republican candidate for uh, potential, yeah, I think she has announced that she's running for the Republican nomination. Uh, Trump, of course, has not announced. Although he's announced, <laughs> we're take some time off. Man, I, this August humidity in Ohio messes with my head. Just aches and aches all month until we hit that cool September October air. Uh, anyhow, so Nikki Haley's tax returns get leaked. You have this guy Andrew Tate, deplatformed now. Uh, the the founder of the Proud Boys, Gavin McGinnis, uh, says he's been arrested. Maybe maybe not. We don't know. Uh, and two people have pled guilty to stealing Ashley Biden's diary. And they allege they sold it to James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. And of course today we had the release of the redacted Donald Trump affidavit. Now I'm no legal expert, but I'm gonna try to I posted it on my getter and my Twitter at the real underscore big John. Of course you can find it just about anywhere, but uh, I have the actual affidavit up. So you can read it and try to figure it out for yourself, not read somebody's opinion. So here's a little three minute clippity clip of uh, CNN and the details of Ashley Biden's diary. Now they're saying was stolen and sold to James O'Keefe of Project Veritas. Let's listen to this and then think about it. This week, a different saga that stretches back to the 2020 election is at an end, at least it appears so, for the two individuals who pleaded guilty Thursday to stealing and selling a personal journal and other items belonging to the president's daughter, Ashley Biden. That is the headline, but the backstory is detailed and dark. CNN's Athena Jones Has the details.
1: I um, grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, and had a fairly normal childhood. Ashley Biden's tax records, cell phone, and a handwritten journal containing highly personal entries. Among the items, two Florida residents admitted to stealing and selling to conservative activist group Project Veritas pleading guilty in federal court in New York to conspiracy to commit interstate transportation of stolen property. Thank you, Pennsylvania, very much. I'm thrilled to be in. The latest revelation in a sordid tale that stretches back to the final weeks of the 2020 election. In June 2020, court documents say Amy Harris was a guest in the same room of a private residence in Delray Beach, Florida, where Biden's daughter had been staying with a friend. Ashley Biden had departed a few days earlier, but was temporarily storing her journal and other items, including a digital camera and a digital storage card containing private family photographs, at her friend's house, court documents say. Harris stole Biden's property and later enlisted Robert Curlander to help her sell it to the highest bidder. First, they targeted the Trump campaign, attending a September 6, 2020 fundraiser to try to drum up interest. According to the filing, the Trump campaign rebuffed the pair. Curlander texting Harris, campaign can't use it. They want it to go to the FBI. It has to be done in a different way. Curlander then reached out to Project Veritas, whose founder, James O'Keefe, said in a November 2021 video. Late last year, we were approached by tipsters claiming they had a copy of Ashley Biden's diary. We had never met or heard of the tipsters. The tipsters indicated the diary had been abandoned in a room in which Ms. Biden stayed at the time. After the pair used an encrypted messaging app at Project Veritas's request to share photos of Biden's stolen property, the organization paid them to bring the property to New York City in September 2020. In New York, a Project Veritas executive agreed to pay Harris $10,000 for the material and asked for more of Biden's personal items to help authenticate the journal, promising to pay the pair for the additional material, the filing alleges. The pair returned to Florida. Kurlander texting Harris, I'm expecting that they're going to pay up to $100,000 each, maybe more. Harris soon retrieved the additional Biden material and a Project Veritas employee flew to Florida to pick it up. The organization paid Harris and Kurlander $20,000 each. O'Keefe saying the FBI had searched his employees' residences. I woke to the news that apartments and homes of Project Veritas journalists, or former journalists, had been raided by FBI agents. Neither the organization nor any of its employees have been charged in the case. And in a statement, Project Veritas insisted they did nothing wrong. Athena Jones, CNN, New York.
0: So, as of yet... James O'Keefe and Project Veritas have not been prosecuted. This uh, sort of kind of explains the FBI raid on James O'Keefe and Project Veritas's home, but that's not the crux of the biscuit. You've got a lot going on here right before midterm elections a lot of attempts to debunk discredit conservatives and republicans uh, obviously Donald Trump being one of them but basically anybody that the deep state or the federal government sees as a threat okay this is all conspiracy theory, this is all opinion of mine, but the fact of the matter is, as uh, well, a lot of people have put it, the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact is about 6 to 12 months. <laughs> a lot of things that... Uh, People, they say you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for thinking this way. Six months, 12 months later, oh, shit. Alex Jones was right about everything. Uh, all the COVID uh, conspiracies. Oh, Dr. Burks in her autobiography admits to lying about this and changing information around and blah, blah, woof, woof. So bear all that in mind. We'll go through some news articles, make a few talking points, and just talk about a couple things. We'll see what happens here. Let's break and come back right. Or come back. Come right back. Or come back right. I don't know. depends on how dyslexic and what the hell I'm at. So let's look at this Trump affidavit. That's the big news of the day. Well, yesterday, because it's 3 a.m. where I am. So here's where it gets interesting. This is in section number two of the affidavit. After an initial review of the NARA, that's a referral, NAR is the National Records Retention Agency or Association or something like that, National Records Retention, or National Archives, pardon me, National Archives Records. Okay, you get my point. The Federal Bureau of Investigation opened a criminal investigation to, among other things, determine how the documents with classifications, markings, and records were removed from the White House or any authorized locations. Any other authorized locations for the storage of Classified materials, and came to, and came to be stored at the premise. Determine whether the storage location at the premise were, were authorized location for the storage of classified information. Determine to. Determine any additional classified documents or records may have been stored in an unauthorized location at the premise or other unknown location, like Melania's underwear drawer. And whether they remain at any such location and identify any person who may have removed or retained classified information without authorization and or in an unauthorized space so they raided his estate his house to see if classified documents were stored in an unauthorized location one thing Donald Trump has a, had written a memorandum declassifying a ton of information at 11 a.m. ish, around 11 a.m. on January 20th, literally the 11th hour before Joe Biden became president. So was he dumb enough? I doubt it, even no matter how dumb you think Trump is. I doubt he's dumb enough to declassify information and then take that information with him and then just throw it in some old room at Mar-a-Lago. Now, Mar-a-Lago has heavy security. I'm sure there are cameras. I'm sure I know there are guards. And also the Secret Service is there because Donald Trump uh, as a former president at this point still has Secret Service protection. So, how do you say these documents were stored at an unauthorized location? Earlier this year, the Trump uh team and they had been working with the NARA on returning boxes of documents that Trump shouldn't have taken, things that are supposed to be stored uh, in accordance with record retent- records retention laws at the National Archives. This is the same National Archives where uh, a friend of and, and and a Clinton staffer walked in. There's a room where you can look through certain documents, but they can't leave that room. He left the room with the documents and got arrested because he was trying to steal them for Bill and Hillary. Now. as of this recording the prevailing conspiracy theory is that some of these records trump had and that he thought he declassified and that he thought he took legally pertained to january 6th and maybe just maybe he was going to dump this information on the public before the midterm elections to prove, hey look, the Fed, uh, the deep state, these government bureaucrats, they were after me and my peeps. That's the conspiracy theory as of today. We'll see in 6 to 12 months if that is true. So now we've got this guy of the Proud Boys. I, I. Now, the current Proud Boys president is a Cuban immigrant who just likes being an American and being a boy and being proud of it, all right? Not Nigel McGinnis, that's a wrestler. Proud Boys founder Gavin McGinnis, this is from Newsweek, Subject of online speculation As his show was interrupted Live on air McGinnis left the far right Group in 2018 I, Far right is Newsweek's term Not mine uh, He broadcast on his network uh, Called un, or called Censored.tv uh, He got up uh, he, In the video he says Quote We're shooting a show. Can we do this another time? All right, I'm happy with that. I'll get a lawyer, and we'll sit down and have a conversation. We'll schedule a meeting. Uh, Then there's a tweet from Will Sommer. S-O-M-E-R, at Will Sommer. M-O-M-M-E-R. Will Sommer, figure it out. Uh, Something going on with Proud Boys Gavin McGinnis tonight. This clip doesn't explain much, but suggests either a swatting, arrest, raid, or just a prank. Either way, this week McGinnis claimed to undercover cops were watching his house. Uh, The article goes on to say, McGinnis walked off screen, the broadcast kept going, with an empty set for 30 minutes after McGinnis left. Will Careless, who covers extremism for USA Today, tweeted, Local New York police say they did not detain McGinnis on Thursday. So if he was arrested tonight, it's more likely federal. And then there's a tweet from Will Careless, spelled just how it sounds, Careless. At will, careless. Just called the police department for the upstate New York village where Gavin McGinnis lives. They said they had not arrested him. So, if he was arrested tonight, more likely federal. An FBI spokesman told Newsweek that they could not comment. So, we'll see how this plays out in the days and weeks. Again, don't know uh, Gavin McGinnis almost said Nigel again I don't know Gavin McGinnis personally I don't know a lot about the guy I do know he is not the uh, the founder, the president of the Proud Boys anymore and this Proud Boys outfit was quite controversial they came up at a time when the BLM and Antifa riots were taking place. And they were like, well, what if we just went around beating up their members? What would happen? Or what if we went around beating up Antifa people as they were beating up on elderly and gay Asian journalists like Andy No? And they were called white supremacist and racist. And they were basically trying to mock. Antifa for their violent tactics. That's the way I understand it. I don't endorse the Proud Boys right now. I'd like to talk to their new president just because I think talking with a Cuban immigrant at this point in history would be freaking awesome to get his opinion on things, but we're going to move on from that. Was Gavin McGinnis swatted like Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted two nights in a row? Was he arrested by the deep state or the FBI for who knows what reason? Probably something pertaining to January 6th, I would imagine. But we'll see what the Hades happens there. Intriguing interesting stuff. So, the the next thing is, okay, We just heard that soundbite about James O'Keefe being sold the Ashley Biden Diary, which he did not publish on Project Veritas' official website. Project Veritas' official website, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, none of those places. He said he couldn't confirm that it was Ashley Biden's diary, but it did pop up on other websites uh, that were supposedly affiliated to Project Veritas. Now you have these two people saying, oh yeah, we stole the diary. Up to this point, it's been said the diary was found abandoned in a halfway house or a a, a drug rehab facility, and then given or sold to Veritas. Is this the article I can read, yada, 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 or is this the one that's going to ask me to get a subscription? No, this is yada, yada, yada. Okay. So, Forbes Magazine. Amy Harris, 40 years old, Robert uh, Kurlander, 58 years old, both pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit interstate transportation of stolen property, the Justice Department said. (coughs) I guess the argument is, okay, well now we know this, whoa, 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 this, okay, wait, wait. Back the truck up. This verifies that that diary you've seen posted online that I've done podcasts about is authentic and it is Ashley Biden's. And that she was sexualized by a family member at a young age. Disgusting. Perverse. That she took showers with her father perverse disgusting she says she showered with her father at what she feels now was an inappropriate age now you've all seen the photographs well shit far i don't need to go into that you know what i'm talking about joe biden sniffing Joe Biden open lipping open lipping kissin uh granddaughter Ew, gross okay, who kisses their granddaughter on the mouth let alone let alone open lip uh gag me with a spoon you don't have to because I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Harris obtained the diary in the months leading up to the 2020 election. Enlisted Curlander... Okay, we've already heard all this. The Trump campaign... The Trump campaign was offered the diary and turned it down. So, give no credit whatsoever to to Donald Trump for having... uh, and his campaign for having class enough to say, no, we are not going to use this creepy stuff against a political opponent. (laughs) Which... I don't know what this says about me, but I probably would have used it against an opponent and outright done it, not hid behind anything. So, Will James O'Keefe, who was raided by the FBI in search of the said diary, which he says he had already turned over to them, and his... uh, He will he and his staff be prosecuted? There were a lot of Project Veritas people raided over this diary. That sounds like they were looking for evidence because they seized cell phones and laptops and other uh, things from James O'Keefe and his staff. Sounds like they were looking for information that O'Keefe and Project Veritas obtained stolen property. Okay. That they could be charged with. There's nothing secret in the... Well, I mean, there's family secrets and personal uh, heartfelt ideas and feelings uh, and thoughts of Ashley Biden in this diary, but nothing national security-wise. So were they setting O'Keefe up or trying to see if O'Keefe purchased, knowingly purchased, stolen property. Okay. Now, I'm going to make sure I'm on track with my notes. Mm -hmm. You have Nikki Haley. Her tax forms were leaked to the media. Republicans have been too nice for too long, she said. Former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley on Friday fired back with a scathing statement after Internal Revenue Service filings of her nonprofit were leaked and reported to the media, arguing. The move was a bid to intimidate conservative donors. So she has a nonprofit. She probably has some big donors because she was a very important person at one time, UN ambassador, high ranking member of the Trump administration. And some people that donate to nonprofits don't want their names out there that's why there are special loopholes in campaign laws and in laws for nonprofits. uh they, they used to be called stealth 527 laws or the stealth 527 loophole where you could register an organization under this stealth 5 this 527 exemption 527 is a subsection of the uh, Code of the law regarding nonprofits. And they could set up a nonprofit under this 527 designation and not report the names of their donors, just report that on today, the 1st of January 2069, somebody donated a dollar to our 527 organization. Political Friday published the information about donors who made anonymous contribution to Haley's advocacy group Stand for America. So this is obviously a political organization that puts out political information, advertising, uh, all those kinds of things. And there are people that don't want their names and their businesses Drugged through the mud by liberals. They don't want to be canceled. They don't want to be deplatformed. They don't want their houses attacked. So they do it anonymously. And now, somebody at the IRS, maybe one of those 87,000 new agents, I doubt they've hired 87,000 new agents in the last few days, but somebody there leaked this information to Politico which has turned into Politico at least I thought at first when it started was kind of a neutral site they've turned into one of the more political muckraking, mudslinging websites out there Uh, but occasionally they do have information that's valuable to people like me but I wouldn't go there as a uh, a source of information if you're not uh, an informed, knowledgeable voter. Now, in this Republican hunting, as I am calling it, gubernatorial candidate in New York, New York, Kathy uh Holkit Holkage Hulk Hokel Hokel that's it H O C H U L Hokel Kathy Hokel, Governor of New York, candidate for governor. She was the lieutenant and then she got promoted when uh Andrew Cuomo had to step down amid all of his uh murdering of elderly people in nursing homes and groping allegations. Hochul says, two Republicans jump on a bus and head to Florida. Dot, dot, dot. I put the dot, dot, dots in there because what she said in between isn't that important. Jump on a bus to Florida, dot, dot, dot. You do not represent our values. You do not represent our values. Leave my state. What are New York's values? High crime? Beating elderly people in the street for shits and giggles? People just running amok on the streets of New York? Uh, and other cities. Okay, well, if that's your values, I wouldn't want to live in your state. But, here's the thing. Those Republicans need to stay and fight. The whole fight is voter turnout. Want to know some other interesting tidbit of information? Based on voter turnout, if every... And this is hard. I'm talking 100%. If every Republican in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's district turned out to vote against her, she would lose. Let's say 90. if you can get 90% of any demographic of registered voters to turn out, you've done well. But if you could get every registered Republican in her district, or maybe 90% of them, to go out and vote for the Republican candidate, she would lose. It's a heavy Democrat district, but voter turnout in that district is usually very low. In a district with a lot of people, She only got 100,000 votes last go around. Uh, My congressman represents around 250,000 people, which is way too many. I think we need to add seats to Congress, maybe make it like 449 or something like that. Because that's, well, anyways, not getting into that but even though it's a heavily democrat district voter turnout is low so if all the republicans went out and voted against her she'd lose and who knows that district might get nice <laughs> shit that wouldn't want that to happen would we so that's just a little tidbit we're talking about deplatforming censoring people before the election all this Oh, let me, one more thing. Uh, Charlie Crist, former Republican governor of Florida, potentially uh, in the early 2000s, he was talked about being uh, a successor to George W. Bush, former compassionate conservative Charlie Crist. He said, if you are a DeSantis supporter I don't want your vote. I want good Democrats, good independents, and good Republicans. So they are picking and choosing who they want to represent. The Democrats I'm speaking of are picking who they want to represent. When you're an elected official, you rep everyone. I am an elected official. I was a village councilman. I was a or I am a school board member. I represent everybody. I live in a small town that used to be run by a few (laughs) families that they thought they were elite, and people in town listened to what they said. And I said, "Uh uh-uh. I care about everybody. I represent everyone. I don't take marching orders from this person and that person and the other person. Period, point blank. That's that. Everyone's equal in my eyes. That's how I campaigned. That's how I won. I said I'm not going to be a a good old boy. I'm not going to take my marching orders from some of these old names in town. I'm not going to show favoritism. I'm going to represent everybody. And in a town of only 3,500 people, I did my best to do that. And that's what Governor Hochul (laughs) and gubernatorial candidate Charlie Crist say they do not want to do. Who are the FBI, the CIA the G-men the, re- G-men, the T-men, the revenueers too, who are they representing? Because they're supposed to be fighting for us. They're there to protect every American citizen. Who are they protecting by raiding Donald Trump's house? You could say if, if and there was some top sacred classified information, they were protecting the American people but it doesn't seem like they're after information. They were saying, well, things were things may be stored unsafely. That's how I read that uh, affidavit. The Hunter Biden laptop story. Mark Zuckerberg said On the Joe Rogan podcast, I watched the words come from his mouth. I've only watched a small clip of it, but Rogan is good at getting information out of people because he's soft-spoken. He doesn't interview you like he's cross-examining you. According to Viva Fry, Zuckerberg said the FBI alerted social media platforms to be on the lookout for Russian disinformation. So, when the Hunter Biden laptop thing came up, essentially Zuckerberg and his people shadow banned the Hunter Biden laptop. 70% of people think that the laptop from hell would have changed the outcome of the election. According, I think it was a Newsweek survey. But anyways, 79% of people think the laptop from hell would have changed the 2020 election. Not because Hunter Biden's smoking crack. Not because there are pictures of him with maybe underage women. And definitely pictures of him with prostitutes and videos and so on. But because it had information about the big guy and getting kickbacks on Hunter's business practices with the Chinese government, with Ukraine, with Russia. But that was shadow banned. What they did was. Uh, In their algorithm, Facebook made sure that the stories about the Hunter Biden laptop were buried at the bottom of the news feeds. So people could share the story of the Hunter Biden laptop, but as me, you, whoever are scrolling through our news feed, that would automatically go to the bottom of our feed. So, if my friend just shared that story five seconds ago, I might see a post they shared from two hours ago before I saw the Hunter Biden laptop post. Shadow banning. Andrew Tate, deplatformed. Never heard of the guy until he got deplatformed. Probably wouldn't like him much if I did. I guess he's a toxic masculinist advocate and you can buy a class from him for 50 bucks on how to be more masculine. But he's young, he's hip, he's conservative supposedly uh, and he's gotten political over the last few years and there's supposedly a video of him out there doing some uh, what's called BDSM or fetish uh Sex with a female, and the video is i 've got my shirt button crooked no that 's not what the video is the The video is uh supposedly him beating a woman. The woman in the video says he was my boyfriend, and this is what I like to do and it was in a sexual manner he was using a a belt on her behind. Weird, but if she says spank me with a belt, that's her prerogative. And if he does it, it's his prerogative. And as long as it's done between two consenting adults, you know, I don't care. They got to answer to God for it just like I do for my mistakes and stupidity and this podcast, probably. So Andrew Tate deplatformed. Right before midterm elections. All these things I'm telling you about conveniently come before midterm elections. That's why it's an important three cycle election. Uh, in this book I'm reading by Newt Gingrich, uh, Defeating the Big Government Socialist or something like that, he talks about 2022, 24, and 26 being very important election cycles. And Democrats are, are the media, the deep state, the social media, are supposedly, it sure feels like, conspiring to upset these next two election cycles. Trying to bury Nikki Haley's donors, the donors to her nonprofit, trying to ban people that are outspoken, trying to raid Donald Trump's estate to find something they can prosecute him for, maybe looking for information that there was uh, more government involvement in January 6th. Maybe looking for information about anything they could use against him. Maybe just saying he had classified information that shouldn't have been taken from the White House and then they're going to say he stole it to keep him out of 2024. The Ashley Biden diary, which is creepy and disgusting. Are they going to try now to arrest James O'Keefe and Project Veritas reporters for having stolen property for uh, the, the Ashley Biden diary. That's the only thing I can think that they could arrest him for, but having the FBI raid you and Being charged with some kind of federal crime definitely hurts your credibility with people. So coming after the people that speak out and the people that have a platform and a name to influence elections, hurting those people's reputation can affect the outcome of an election. You see what I'm saying? If people that were getting information from Nikki Haley, Andrew Tate, James O'Keefe, Donald Trump, if they say, "Well, damn it," they, you know, they were right about Trump. He he was crooked. Oh man, he took classified secret documents. That he shouldn't have from the White House when he left. Oh man, see the, the the media was right about him. I shouldn't have, you know, changed my mind. Now I'm not gonna listen to him. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. That's what I feel like they're trying to do. Conspiring to discredit conservative voices deplatformization is coming next and we're going to see another hard round of it I'll bet dollars to donuts in this lead up to the 2022 elections and then again in 2024 Garen All alright I've talked too long God bless you if you've listened to me this long And have a great day. Pray for one another. And I'll see you next time on Panic Attack with Big John.